Hello, sports fans. Hey, Welcome folks, to Bold doing? Sports. This uh, is Steve and Matt. Matt and we will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins sports. and Pirates, with packed. some talk on local colleges, and on. we may have a rare There's look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Yeah, we're recording a little late because, you know, it's that time of year where our work schedules kind of suck. So The weekend is but a distant memory. The weekend is but, well, I had my weekend that was actually midweek because I had two days off Tuesday and Wednesday. And I got some Keller. Mm-hmm. I got the golfer's hand going on. I got the you know the one hand's darker than the other hand because that mm-hmm. hand wears the glove. Glove, glove hand you a know, little lighter. And of course, I got you know the farmer sleeves. Far, farmer sleeves. Farmer sleeves. Sock lines. Got like the ready cheek going a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, we got good. that going on. It, it was awesome to get out on the course for two days straight. I, I bet. Get like fifty-four holes in for two days. It was awesome. Um, I, I played by myself Tuesday afternoon for the first nine, and I played with a couple guys I met up on the course, played with them, and then uh, I was playing. I was planning on playing on Wednesday, no matter what. And so I had um, my neighbors were like, "Oh, I might, let, I might go, I might go." So I was like, and then late night Tuesday night, uh, a buddy in a whiskey group was like, "Hey, I got an open spot for a tea time at nine twenty four at Lindenwood." you want to go i'm like yeah i'll take a guaranteed match over i might go give me a call at 11 depends on how drunk we get after the pens game you know yeah no yeah you, so you i'm going to golf you know i'm taking I'm, I'm taking a guaranteed match yeah. so uh we went down to the linwood we played the red and the blue course for our 18 yeah. and then we hit um uh, uh frosty on the way home and i played 27 at lebo nice we played lebo three times on tuesday it was so nice to get out. It was oh, it's awesome. so good, man. So my weekend started Friday, and I uh, I celebrated by riding my bike to Market Square. Nice. Eating a Primani sandwich, all of it, and then riding my bike back to Brookline. Now, did and you, I didn't cramp up. Now, did you take the teeth through the hole in the wall, or did you go over the mountain? I went. I went around like the back of the mountain. Oh. I rode all I rode all the way out to like Twenty Eighth Street. Oh, on the trail oh, you to give me one. time to sort of digest. Yeah, you know, like I don't think you want to do hills like fifteen minutes after you eat a primani sandwich, but you know, you're, you're you're basically just like spinning your legs. You're going on flat ground. It's you know. So you went what Twenty Eighth Street and then up through up Arlington, Arlington and yes, up sir. around that way yep. and across mm-hmm. the top of the mountain and then down Nobles Lane, yeah. cross Fifty One up. Up Brookline Boulevard. Hopefully you didn't get hit by the 48 bus. No. No buses. <laughs> didn't, didn't deal with any buses. Well, that's good. Maybe, you're, the worst in, maybe you were in between time there uh, on the bus schedule. Yeah, at the, t- at the time of day I went, like, they, it was rush hour, too, so got pretty lucky. And, that, like, that's one of the benefits of being able to avoid 18th Street is you, yes. don't, you don't have to be stuck behind or passed by... The 51 or the 54, because it seems like the 51 and the 54, like, they'll run, like, two of them, like, in tandem. And the 48, too, yeah. Yeah. Especially at rush hour, those guys are nuts. Um, so, let's see, last weekend and over the past week, there's a lot. Of, I mean, baseball lost. We had, a, we had a whole bunch of problems with, like, replays. Yeah. And, like, white areas and red areas. Well, that was that Sunday game. That, that was Sunday. Yeah, it was a Sunday afternoon game. We're going to get all into the pens about that later. Yeah. Uh, baseball's been in full swing. 
we had mm. the NFL draft, which we're going to get into. Draft was fun. Uh, what I mean by baseball full swing is not only the Pirates. All the teams are playing. All the teams are playing. I don't think anybody's had a day off recently no. in baseball. Uh, golf is definitely mm-hmm. in full swing. Soccer is in full swing. Plus, your European leagues are into, what, playoffs? And they stuff are like. wrapping it up soon, yeah. Uh, the Champions League final is set as of Wednesday. It's going to be Liverpool and Real Madrid. Um, should be a good one. The no, what Premier the... League's almost over, so that's that's more or less settled. We're still trying to find out who's going to finish exactly where. Um, but anyway, yeah. Which is the league that has? Uh, my boss was trying to explain to me that um, they play each other uh, three times, or is it two times? And whoever has the most goals. Yeah, that's Champions League. Champions so that, league. that's what was on all like afternoon. Like, Tuesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. is the Champions League. And then Thursday, they play the Europa League, which is kind of like the NIT. Okay, it's like the teams that weren't good enough to get into the Champions League, get right. into, like, a secondary tournament that people don't care about as much. But, you know, it's it's still something. So, anyway, yeah, it's aggregate scoring. Um, you know, you play a game at your stadium, then you take whatever goals you scored and whatever goals they scored, and you go to their stadium. And you start off And you kind of just start off. So, it's like the... The score of the second match, and people always saying like, "Oh, well, they lost. Like, why do they get to move on?" It's because like they might, they might have lost the second game like by a score of two to one, but they, but had, they, they won, won the, the first, first game, game like five, five zero, zero. You know, so yeah, so yeah, so that's what you were watching was was probably, and your boss was probably trying to explain the Champions League. Yeah, so it, it was and, Manchester. Um, man, man. Well, they're all out of it, but you might have seen a rerun. They, they show all these. No, it was reruns. like last week. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a week ago, and Man- had Manchester lost... City. Yeah, yeah. And they were playing Chelsea or something, and I don't know how they were. There was a bunch of teams, and he kept flipping channels. Yeah, well, it's that that never helps. But yeah, like right now, you've got Champions League and Europa League finishing up. The regular season of the Premier League and all the other domestic leagues are finishing up, except for the U.S., of course, where we just started our soccer season late March. Right. Um, so we had some Riverhounds action over the weekend that I got to watch. Speaking of Riverhounds, they did win last Saturday uh, over Atlanta. Uh, and as of right now, they're unbeaten at home. Uh, they're to- unbeaten everywhere. Well, yeah, they're unbeaten everywhere, but especially at home. Yeah. Um, Toby Adwawi, is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Adewole. Adewole? Yeah. Uh, he is uh, uh, US, the USL Team of the Week after the 1 0 win. Yeah. I believe he's the one with the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he scored the goal. Uh, the Hounds do have Toronto Football Club too. Uh, Again, coming. They've already played them once, but they're coming to Highmark this time. Before we were in Toronto. No, they last time we were supposed to be in Toronto, but their field was in bad condition, mm. so they switched it to here at the last minute and managed to get you know get it together at very last minute and like wasn't wasn't great weather, but you know. Props to everybody who did make it out to support the team on short notice. That is um, good. This week they are playing in Rochester because Rochester just lost their team after last season. They folded. About half their players play for us now. Uh, okay. Their coach is now our coach, Bob right. Lee. Right. So, you know, the people in Rochester, I guess it's kind of like a consolation prize. But I think it might long term be like a destination for this Toronto team. Because like I just because well, they're the football they're, club too. They're exactly so if you like and TFC like the the main squad in MLS like they're pretty 
popular up there. So it's going to be like their farm club. So like the Pirates have, you know, uh, uh, the Indianapolis as a farm team. Right, yeah, sure. The Pirates have a triple-A team. So, so, they, they, so the, the Toronto 2 could move to Rochester, New York and... Mm-hmm. And be an affiliate. Yeah, and it's like a five-hour drive if you need to like call somebody up. Five-hour drive. You can hop on the you can hop on the ferry actually from Rochester to Toronto. And it's probably faster to just cross Lake Erie <laughs> than to make the drive. Or you know, like you could get in a helicopter or a small plane. Um, you know, Toronto Airport is right there on the lake. There's, there's oh, yeah. lots of ways to do it, but I it my nightmare is actually that the Riverhounds would move to Rochester because like someone in Rochester comes up with like a bigger stadium at some point. And they but say, I think a much a much more likely scenario if Rochester wants to get a team back, they could get Toronto they could have Toronto's like too. minor league team and like I mean, you know Toronto like I know like for example the the Maple Leafs have the Marlies yes that also play in Toronto and like the Marlies also sell out because Toronto is just like a crazy hockey market. Well, that's where the hockey hall of fans yeah. at. I I don't think that Toronto needs two soccer teams. You ever been to Toronto? Two hockey teams. Oh, I love Toronto. Very clean. Yeah. Very clean yeah. city. Yeah. Uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame's awesome. It I is. actually got to go to a game in Old Maple Leaf Garden. Oh, well, that's cool. I saw it. Like, I was outside. I got to, like, walk past and, like, look in the box office window, but there was nothing going on. We were there in August. Right. I got to go to a game in Old Maple Leaf Gardens. It was towards the end of the season, and Toronto was totally not in the um, in the running for any playoffs. Mm-hmm. All I know is, remember Civic Arena, where when you're in the upper level... And the chair was like right here, mm-hmm. and I'm holding my hand up. You can't see this, yeah. but about a foot off the ground. Yeah. And you didn't kick; you kicked the back of the chair, not mm-hmm. the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. In no Maple Leaf Gardens, you kicked the person's head. Yeah. It was like that yeah. steep. You knock your beer over, you spill it on someone three rows in front of you. Yes, <laughs> it arcs right over the guy in front of you. Yeah, yeah. The guy in front of you safe. But yeah, the it's two like the guy in front of you thinks he's on like the maid of the mist because he's just watching the water like fall oh, yeah. over over top of his head once again. Man, yeah, Toronto's a lot of fun. Um, not sure they need two soccer teams. And I think we're seeing possibly a future destination, um, depending on how this game works out in Rochester on Saturday. So, you know, I believe it'll be on TV on, on the CW this time around. And again, if it's not on there, you know, get your get your 30-day free trial of the ESPN app. Yes, do so. Uh, not al- sponsored. Also this weekend is the Derby. Um... The, the the Derby. The Derby. The Kentucky Derby, obviously, but maybe not so obvious if you if you don't follow horse racing or if you have like skipped every commercial break of every Penguins game since the playoffs started, you might not have heard that NBC is airing the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. But um there's a field of like a bajillion horses. It's usually between twenty and twenty two. It used to not be so many. I feel like there's more horses now than like when I first started following it in like the nineties, you know, like, um, we have this, there's so many 20 horses, 20 20 horses. horses, And like every one of them, they're all for like five or six would be considered a long shot. Let's see. So you're looking at, yeah. Yeah. So you got your, your favorite is justify at seven to two. Mm -hmm. Uh, good magics eight to one. You have four to one is metal song. So those are your top three. So you're looking at so you're looking at justify, justify metal song, and good magic are your top three. Then you have your next ones are twelve to one, thirteen to one, uh, 
15 to 1, 18 to 1, 25 to 1. There's, like, there's two 66 to 1s mm -hmm. in here. Yeah. I guess this must not be a good crop of three-year-old horses. I, I haven't really followed much of the, like, the prep season for the Derby this year. Neither um, have I. I'm not like a diehard horse racing Neither person. Neither have I. I watched the big three. I get, That's I, about it. I get assigned certain horse racing content through my work, um, but not so much lately, like definitely not this year. Uh, the only thing that I know that I can even like say with any confidence to be true is that there was a horse named Gronk that like scratched out of one of its um, preps, so it's not going to run in the Derby. But when the real Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, tight end of the Patriots, found out that there was a horse named Gronk, he naturally, being a big rich baby with bought all kinds of him. money and to spend on things that amuse him, he didn't buy the, the entire horse, but he bought a share. To the point where, like, we could have had Rob Gronkowski, like, walking, party, partying walking, at the derby, walking the paddock. Walking the paddock, yes. Like, we've all seen him party. Like, you could, you, you don't have to, like, go far to see him party. But, like, to see oh. him walking the paddock. Rob Gronkowski jacked up on mint juleps. I don't know if that's a good combination. I'm not sure, really. I, I, it, it, it's safe. I'm, I'm sure he's had, like, I don't know if he's ever had a whiskey that was cut with anything before. <laughs> Was it two years like, ago? Like, to, to be that size, like, why would you cut any whiskey with anything? Except for more whiskey. You know? Certainly not vegetables. Definitely. Uh, now, it's also known as the run for the roses, because you get the big rose bouquet and so forth. I got all these roses in mint. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm lucky, like, I don't have anything growing yet. Well, they are in south. It's not that far south. Hey, yeah, they're mid Midwest South. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've you actually know. never been to Kentucky. Like, maybe I'm totally wrong. Oh, Kentucky's awesome. Yeah. Is it really, like, warm there in February that they're able no, to... No, 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 no. It's not warm in February. I mean, it's mostly mountainous. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, and Louisville's real close to, like, the river. It's, like, Louisville, close to yeah. Ohio. Yeah, Louisville's not... Um, it's about an hour, 45 minutes south of Cincinnati. Mm. You know, um, you know... Basically, it goes since if you're driving on I forget the interstate what number it is, but Cincinnati, Louisville, and then Nashville, mm. and then there's like an hour in between each of those cities. It's like Louisville's in between Cincy and Nashville. Um, Have you ever been to the Derby? One time, yeah, one time, and I'd love to go back. We did the infield. We did. I want to go back and do. Get a real seat uh, so you can see the race. So uh, the infield's a big party. Well, exactly. Like, I, when I was in my 20s, I really wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby. Now I'm a little bit older. And it's not so much a priority because I don't think I want to do the infield anymore. Uh, yeah, you want to do grandstands. I'm basic. I'm uh, you know what? If you want to go to a horse race and, and see a shit show, go to the Preakness. It's a oh, fucking neighborhood in Baltimore. <laughs> I understand about the Preakness. Um... It's in Pimlico. Um, yeah, it's a neighborhood in Baltimore. Yeah. That track is in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. I think Omar runs in Pimlico sometimes. But that's like fictional. That's not real. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't I know I know a lot more about the wire than I do about the Kentucky Derby this year. So There you like, go. So I'm going to I'm going to watch the race. Um we, we we thought we had a an engagement that day, but I guess we don't. So we're free to just um, yeah we oh race. yeah we are, we were supposed to have an engagement that day not me and you like we're not getting married I mean no like, no we were supposed saying, to like, we were supposed to do a live podcast a, we were supposed to have a bold sports live appearance live appearance and have an interview with Lori John but that uh, event ended up getting canceled we apologize um, 
We should just get a picture of mint juleps and just show up at a car dealership until they tell us we have to leave. Well, unfortunately, now I have to work. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, you, ha- yeah. you have to work that evening. I'm working. I'm working evening, but I I, I will be at work, work during post time. If the weather's nice, I'm going to be outside. Yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll be outside we'll, during the day. And yeah, just just good. just call me into like, you know, the post like, parade starts at like five thirty. Yeah, post parade's about five like, thirty. They don't though. they don't run the race until like it's five six thirty now. Uh, no, it's like it's like five fifty eight and it's done by six oh one, something like that. Um, and then of course we'll have a pens game that night too. Yeah, there's a pens game at seven oh seven in DC. Game See, I, I won't even be able to enjoy the the horse race because by like six fifteen I'm gonna be well into my like pregame anxiety. Yeah, there's that. You know, That's unfortunate. What time do you actually start work that night? I don't even know. No. I just I just bolted to come here and record. I right. Didn't, I didn't even look at email. I'm, that'll be there when I get back to the house. My neighbor was asking me what like he's like when do you ever sleep? Because <laughs> he because he he sees my light on when he gets up for work in the morning. And he sees your and light, then he gets and, home from work and, and I'm out like, working in the yard. And yeah, he's like what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Is that your neighbor that works for the city? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to know too much about my schedule, but it's uh. It's pretty backwards. Pretty, uh, mine is too. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, basically vampires. We're doing a podcast because we like sports, but uh, it's also two in the morning. Yeah, but <laughs> we also have uh, last weekend uh, the Zurich Classic with a TPC Louisiana. It did go to a playoff with Billy Horschel and Scott Piercy. Scott Piercy did come away with that win. Um, this week, currently, like we actually have the coverage of the first round on now. It's the taped coverage. Of the Wells Fargo Championship, it did kick off this morning. This is Thursday, um, and they are getting the warm up. This is the warm up round uh, tournament for the Players Championship that will be held next weekend at TPC Sawgrass in Jacksonville on the stadium course. Um, it looks like actually hot there. That looks really nice. Yeah, well, uh, where is this course at? This is the Wells Fargo there, Oak Oak. Uh, Oak Hill or whatever. They're they're down south, but Oak Island? No, no, oh. no. They're they're down south. I, I I could probably pull it up where it is. Um But yeah, so Tiger's playing in this one and Tiger did finish today, even par um seventy one. Um uh, what did you shoot? So I shot eighty eight. Uh eighty eight and then I shot a forty two for the third nine. 88 for 18, 42 for the third nine. Then at um, uh, Lindenwood, and I haven't played Lindenwood for over a year, I shot 91 for the 18, and then I shot um, 39 at Frosty Valley for nine, which par for nine at Frosty Valley is 35. So Not bad. I did all right at Frosty. Yeah. I was a little, um, got got better. And Frosty's like your home course. Though. Well, Lebo's my home course, but also Lebo was the first round I shot all year, so I was quite happy with. Uh, I did have a. Um, I had one on on Tuesday. I had one birdie and a bunch of pars and a couple and a bunch of bogues, uh, throughout the whole twenty seven holes, and then I didn't have. I had at Lindenwood. I had a couple pars, a handful of bogues, and a double bogue or and a couple double bogues. And when I stopped at Frosty on the way home from that, I ended up with um, one birdie, two pars, and a rest bogues. Mm. So I will take that all day long. 
Uh, it's Charlotte. Charlotte is where Quare Hollow is. Okay. So they're in Charlotte, and then they go down to Florida. Oh, it looks uh, so nice. Next week. Oh, man, North Carolina is my favorite state in the country. It so. is. It is. Mm, yeah, it's it's up there. Like, I love Pennsylvania because I love where I'm from. But. Right. I love where I'm from, and I'll always be from Pittsburgh. And But North Carolina to me, I mean, if you live in the mountains, you could be on the beach in three hours. If you live on the beach, you could be in the mountains in three hours. Mm. Um, it's just like my favorite. And it's 80 degrees nine months out of the year. Yeah. Or 80 degrees are better. Nine it's, months it, out of the year. It does. It does have like varied landscape. Varied. You yeah. know, you've got you've got the beach, like the great, best beaches. Great beer. Um. Yes. <laughs> uh, they they also make wine down there. It's really a good sweet, wine. Too. Sweet wine, but it's a good wine. Um. You know, the oldest grapevine in North America is at the Outer Banks, Steve. Is it really? Yeah, it's called the Mother Vine. It's on like Ocracoke Island. Nice. Like I had I had to like look it up twice because like I, I saw like a sign like by the side of the highway you're like I don't believe this I was like that's this. you know what I mean like anybody can paint a sign and like hang it by the highway I was like is that real well I mean I like and then, I, and then once I like verified it I was like damn I wish I had stopped but well, next, I like, next time I go back down I want to see well this when shit. you're on 95 driving south if you go that way which there's much shorter ways to go to the shore than taking 90 getting on 95 uh, in DC and going yeah down. there's much shorter ways to go yeah, depending on time of the year you gotta, you gotta get on 95 at some point you gotta get on 95 at some point yeah. but I like whenever you get on 95 like right up like right when you cross 95 into Virginia mm. you start seeing the signs for Pedro south of the border oh yeah yeah I've never been like I, I hear all you've never been it. to Pedro's no I've never it's I don't I've never been that far south like, the furthest south I've ever so, driven is, so, is so like, the Pedro's, So, Pedro's south of the border is essentially a tourist trap? Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of what it is, like, kind <laughs> of. Like, I'm, I'm sure it's one of those things that, like, until you've actually been initiated, you don't truly understand. It's but, fireworks like, shops and uh, some cheap hotels and amusement park and some, like... Think of, like, the boardwalk off... Think of, like, the Atlantic City boardwalk. But just in the middle of, like, just, the just, just right off 95. Okay. Just, just right on Interstate. 95. So if they, if they had like, and it's Spanish themed, obviously. If they had like a crappy Kennywood in Breezewood. Yes. Yeah. Kind of deal. Pretty much. So yeah, like, but that's that's in like South Carolina. Yeah. It, well, it's called South of the Border because it's literally two miles south of the North Carolina South right, Carolina. Right. Yes. Border. See, I've, I've actually never been to South Carolina. Oh. So. Wait. You date a gamecock and never been to South Carolina? Yeah. Sure. Oh wow. I mean, shit. Like. That that that's that's funny. My dad's married to a German. He's never been to Berlin. I mean, what's the difference, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, like she went there. She lived there. Like she doesn't live there anymore. Honestly, like, no one related to her lives there. They all live in North Carolina. Um, various places in North Carolina. Like we're talking about how great North Carolina is. Like I've had no need to go to South Carolina. True. You know, but I've yeah I've never been to Myrtle. I've never been to Charleston. Like, these are places I should probably go check out at some point, but it just hasn't happened for me. And if you go during the fall, I'm sure your lovely girlfriend would be like, we gotta go to Columbia and um, go to a game. Yeah, I, you know, I'd go to Columbia. Like Columbia's a cool city, right? I'd really go to good a beer, game. too. Yeah. There's good beer everywhere. I love beer. Um, mm. But yeah, like, you know, it's it's not time to, like, think about college football road trips yet. Um, if I go down there, it's for barbecue Carolina barbecue, Carolina barbecue, beach, yeah, definitely feel you on that. Feeling it, man. So, uh, 
What else uh, in the uh, smaller realm of sports happened this week before we get into the major stuff? Um, I mean... Oh, uh, I did have some... I watched some NBA. I watched... I How watched... is the NBA? I, I watched, We had the games on tonight. Uh, the Cavs won over Toronto, game two. Yeah. Uh, so the Cavs are up 2-0 in that. Uh, also, uh, we had on the... Uh, Celtics are up 2-0. Celtics-Sixers game. Uh, we're, we're kind of pulling for the Sixers in this because... We got our we got our local we got hero, hometown boy T J McConnell T J McConnell um the predators former, former Duquesne transfer the predators end up beating the Jets tonight two to Good. one in game four that series is tied yeah um yeah, let's see what else happened tonight sharks sharks in Vegas sharks in sharks Vegas. oh wow night. that's that's a two two series and that series okay. has just been sick yeah. I've been um, I've been watching a good bit of that. I've been I've been trying to watch it too because I mean, it, you know, we're watch in Pittsburgh. We're watching the nights because we got Flurry on there. People Mainly, still love Flurry. People still love Flurry, and actually, the Vegas Golden Knights' largest outside of Vegas, their largest viewership is Pittsburgh. I, I believe it. Uh, I mean, well, think about it too. You got uh, Flurry, Neil, um, Perron. Um, England, there's five former Penguins. I can't remember who the fifth one is, but there's five former Penguins on the Knights. And, of course, Flurry being the major one. And now he's the face of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see something crazy, ridiculous come across my feed earlier today. Now I just got to find it. Um, here it is. Tell me how you feel about this one. Breaking news. Matt Ryan signs... Five-year, $150 million contract extension. Um, he's under contract for 2023, and the deal includes $100 million guaranteed. I mean, this is just that thing where it's like a nuclear arms race for quarterback salaries. Like, every <sighs> every new quarterback deal is going to be bigger than the last one. So, we were astonished at Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Three years, $80 million. All guaranteed. Yeah. So these guys are getting guaranteed money, which means dude can go out and break his neck tomorrow as long as mm-hmm. it's not like something stupid in his contract like you can't ride a motorcycle and breaks his neck riding a motorcycle. Yeah. He's paid. Mm-hmm. Like as long as he gets injured non-football or football related. It can't be non-football related. I mean, Usually. When, when you look at just like the – the clear difference in the NFL between the teams that have good franchise quarterbacks and the teams that do not. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying you've got to have, like, a Tom Brady, but you've got somebody who's consistent and can run your team year in and year out. Matt Ryan's been to the playoffs. You've got to pay them because once that's gone, you could end up being the Browns. Matt Ryan put up the points in the Super Bowl early, and that defense let Mm -hmm. them up. Yeah. That defense let them up. I mean... First of all, like quarterback salaries are driven by like who got paid most recently and how much did they get paid and can you pay me more than that? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not paid more than that guy, then I will go find someone who values me well, at least as much it, it's as getting, Team X values it, that guy. It's getting to that with the running backs and the wideouts too, unfortunately. I mean, we see this with Le'Veon Bell right now. He wants $17 million a year because he wants paid – as the number one back, which he is, he must pay as the number two receiver, which he is. Well, I mean, it's all it's all within the cap system. Yeah, it's all. It's, so problem is, is the Steelers don't have any money on the cap. Well, they don't. They don't. 
and that's the price of success. But, um, you know, these other teams pay their guys a lot also. Oh, yeah. And that's that's part of the talent of running an organization is yeah. being able to figure it out. The problem is is the next the, the, the next highest paid back this year, Le'Veon Bell, is going to be the highest paid back again under the franchise tag mm-hmm. at $14.5 But the next highest paid back under a contract is um, Shady McCoy. Okay. At eight million. So maybe the franchise tag needs to be tweaked a little bit. I mean, and then the next the highest paid back underneath Shady McCoy is Devontae Freeman at like seven point eight. Like he's not far off. So there aren't enough good running backs. Like when they do get to the league, they only last on average three years. Three to five. And you know, the the way the offenses are structured these years, like you need a guy who's got like that unique ability that Le'Veon Bell has. There aren't a lot of players who can, you know, take a handoff and hit a hole and pick up six, eight yards, but then also like split out as a wide receiver or, you or know, come out of the backfield, come out of the backfield, backfield the flat. Right. You know, so, you know, it's a very specialized skill set, and there's only a handful of people who could do it. And if the Steelers really thought that like Le'Veon Bells were just growing on trees, They'd have a they would have drafted a couple, and they said, and they would have said, like, you know, Lev, you can walk, but they're not. They're they're doing the franchise because that's what the league has given to the teams to help them offset like losses to free agency. And when you've got salary cap issues like the Steelers have, at least at least it's easy to budget. You know what I mean? At least you know, like, well, like the franchise is this. And we're either going to give him $14 million or he's going to get $0 because he never comes to work. So, I mean, how we got here from from the Matt Ryan contract, like, I don't know. Um, for the Falcons, like, it's like they don't have a choice. Like, what are they going to do? Go get a different quarterback? Uh, you yeah, you're right. I mean, Not I'm, now. Not while they have Julio Jones, who's, like, still serviceable, you know, if not in his prime still. I mean, like, when you're ready to rebuild, like, yeah, I guess you can go cheap on the quarterback position and try to find something that works. But, you know, two years ago, they were the defending NFC champs. Yes. And they can get back there. They, 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 showed, they showed some flashes last year after sucking early. I think that was the biggest surprise of, like, the beginning of the NFL season was how bad the, uh, you know, the Super Bowl runner-up, you know, was in the Falcons. But, yeah, they'll... They'll, they have what they need to get back to where they think they could be. And that, that division is always kind of, I mean, inconsistent. Drew Brees is old as hell. Cam Newton is, you know, very injury prone. Um, and, like, what what else? What, what is what, Tampa with Jameis Winston? I mean, it's... Well, speaking of drafts, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, get some messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media, and we'll be right back with more draft talk. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks. We're back. And this past weekend was the NFL Draft. Which totally snuck up on me. Yeah, it did kind of sneak up because I mentioned it to you last year. I was like, "Shit, it's the draft." I mean, I knew like by the time that I came to tape, and I, I was kind of like prepared. Like my my take on the draft last week was like, "Whoa, that snuck up on me." Uh huh. But it wasn't like you like just you know you didn't sneak it on me. 
I, I was just, I was just, you know what? It just, it just crept up on me. I think part of it was the fact that April never happened. <laughs> well, yeah, in Pittsburgh, you know, April we, we, never happened. We had like three months of March, and well, guess what? Like the draft isn't in March, so I wasn't ready for it. Definitely. But now that it's come and gone, I'm starting to wonder if the Steelers were ready for it. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna talk about the most important part of the NFL draft, and that's our home team, Steelers. Yeah. So the Steelers first round drafted Terrell Edmonds, safety out of Virginia Tech. Fills a need. Fills a need, and here's saying this safety, um, uh, Mr. Edmonds, is one inch taller and five pounds heavier than Ryan Shazier, and has also played inside linebacker position Okay. Uh, in college uh, and so forth. But he focused mainly as a safety position, but was used mm-hmm. at inside linebacker. Yeah, the scouting report I read said that, that he can play like inside linebacker in like the sub packages, like yes. nickels and dimes. Yes. So, you know, those, those are more prevalent in the modern NFL because it's become such a passing league. And everybody was in up in arms. Of, Why didn't uh, you watch Twitter and everything else like that and the Steelers pages? It's like, no, we, we need inside linebacker to help out with Ryan Shazier. Why aren't they drafting inside linebacker? Well, something tells me, you know, Mike Tom was not stupid. Mike Tomlin was the only head coach that went to Le'Veon Bell's pro day. Mike Tomlin was on Le'Veon Bell before anybody heard of Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Um, he was on Edmonds. He was also one of the only head coaches to go to this kid's pro day and so forth and, and talk to him. And uh, he feels that, you know, he can fill the void at inside linebacker and also be used at safety. And you know what? He's a rookie. We're going to find out. They're probably going to move him all around the field and see where he's best fitted, but they're going to try. I bet you they tried moving the inside linebacker full time, you know, and put him out of safety uh, when the package requires it. I mean, shit, Paul Amalu played both positions. Yeah. You know, but Paul, you're, you're not going to replace Troy Palomalo. There's never going to be another Troy Palomalo. There's never going to be another Ed Reed no. either. Well, right, and but, the, but that's the thing. Like Those were impact players. Very impact players. And I players. think people don't want to see the Steelers take a project with right. their first they, round they, pick. They, they, yeah. they, don't, they don't want somebody who they're going to have to like deal with being moved around and experimenting. They want somebody who can make an impact today and tomorrow and in December when you know they are hopefully on their way to another North Division title. Yes. So that's why people I think are apprehensive about the pick saying that, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of experts, a lot of other teams had him rated as like a second or even a third round safety. Well, yeah. So they also had Steelers had other things in the works. They had Martavis Bryant on the table. Uh, a couple teams this Saturday thing they were trying to move up apparently in the first round. Mm. That didn't happen. Um, their second round pick was James Washington. He's a wide receiver out of OK State. Uh, I watched this kid play last year against Pitt. Mm. Actually, last two years against Pitt. Um, pretty stud. I mean, solid wide receiver. Um, not overly tall, but. You know, he'll do all right. So then they did trade Martavis Bryant to Oakland Raiders in exchange for a third-round pick. That gave them two third-round picks 
And with that pick, they drafted Mason Rudolph, uh, quarterback, OK State. Now, I watched this kid play against Pitt, and he lit the shit up. Mm. Some people have said that he was probably the second best quarterback in the draft overall. Um, though he went in the second round. That seems like a very... Just my gut reaction is that that is a very contrarian take. Right. The amount the amount of analysis that went into the quarterback class this year. Well, because there was five quarterbacks taken in the first round and four in the top ten. Right. So to be able to say, like, actually, like, Mason Rudolph is the second best, like, I mean, I just picture someone wearing a fedora when I hear that. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. With, like, a ticket hanging out of it? Or even, or even a feather. Yeah. Or, or like a, like a Joker baseball card. Yes, so with their second, third round pick, they took Chuck's Okafor offensive tackle out of Western Michigan. Uh, the fourth round, the Steelers took Marcus Allen, safety out of Penn State. Uh, this kid's pretty special. He's got some local ties. He's got some ties, local ties. Right? He, he didn't go to high school here. But he didn't go to high school here. He's got some local ties. He's got some local ties. Uh, uh, but he he's pretty special as a safety. He had some inter- I mean, yeah. he did play at Penn State in the Big Ten. Mm. It's a to- that's a different game than playing the ACC or the SEC. But yeah, well, we need safeties. So I mean, at least they drafted two safeties. Uh, we got Jalen Samuels, running back. Oh wow, that's spicy as shit. Woo, woo, that's a spicy running back. Are you talking about the beer? The beer. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's hot. What is it? Oh, that's a hot beer. Um, Jalen Samuels, running back, NC State. What's your spicy beer, though? <laughs> Welk, you're in the jungle, baby, from Evil Twin uh, with a, uh, uh, it, it's a collaboration beer, Evil Twin, with um, Jackie Imperial O's. Imperial Stout with Pasilla Chili, uh-huh. Honey, uh-huh. Tangerine Peel, and Cocoa Nibs. Yes. It's um, a hot one. Shouldn't the cocoa, like, sort of soften the heat a little bit? You would think so. Try that. Okay. <laughs> Matt's like, well, now I got to oh, here, just try this. He's going to come back and be like, wow, that's hot. <laughs> we had a camera and a look on his face right now. That really is, that, that is the spiciest beer I've ever had. <laughs> that's, like, spicier than some chicken wings I've had. I know, right? It's so good. That is really good. Oh, man. So, so yeah, like, if you were drinking that, like, you probably missed the draft altogether. <laughs> Pretty um, much. It's also a 12-percenter. Yeah, so, um, uh... <laughs> Jalen Samuels running back, NC State. Uh, that's not, a guy that's a fullback, right? Yeah. Uh, he's listed at running back. He's, uh, a, he's a flexible guy. He, he can, he's got position flexibility, is what I read. I'm not... Uh, and... Sure. Well, we just... I, I think we talked... When, when they signed Roosevelt Knicks... Yeah, we just... I remember, I remember being kind of annoyed... That they would even sign him because they never used him the way that they should have when it really mattered. And now they're going to go and draft another running back who's also got like the fullback, like H-back sort of like, you know, usefulness in his game. And I, I just, I don't know what to make of it. I, I didn't know what to make of that pick. Like, why do they need two Roosevelt Knicks or Roosevelt's Knicks or however you say the plural of Roosevelt Knicks? I think when they don't even use the one they have properly the that they need to. Uh, good call on that one, sir. Good call on that one. We'll see. I mean, worst case scenario is that the new guy doesn't even make the team. 
I mean, you hate to waste a draft pick on somebody who you end up cutting. Or he ends up on practice squad. You know, uh, and then we have Joshua Frazier. Frazier. Defensive tackle out of Alabama. Now, I mean, he played Alabama. He's been to a couple national championships. Won one or two, maybe. Mm. Um, He's probably been to four and one, two. Probably. It seems like Alabama's been to national championship the last four years. Um, So... What's he going to do with the first time that he sees, like, Coach Tomlin smile? Uh, yeah, because Nick Saban he's never... Like, I, I, he's, he's probably going to, like, walk out think he's, like, in the wrong place. Right? Be like, this can't be football practice. And I don't know this much... This can't be football practice. I don't know much about this guy. Smile. I don't know much about this guy <laughs> at all. Um, and so forth. But overall, what do you feel about the whole NFL draft this year? Like... Looking beyond the Steelers? Looking beyond the Steelers. I, I just pulled off first because we're going to talk about the Steelers. Because I'm, I'm underwhelmed by the Steelers' picks. I, I feel like the I feel like everyone's like bright spot in the draft is that they got a quarterback who has might be very, the next quarterback. Who might be the next quarterback. And, and but it has and to wait three years. It has to wait three to five Which years. isn't a problem for me because like that's what Aaron Rodgers did. Uh, yeah. And in three to five years, Landry Jones is going to be too old. And is also still going to be Landry Jones, so you might as well keep like, in mind though. Aaron Rodgers was also a number one draft pick, right? Yeah, sure. Aaron Rodgers was a like stud coming out of college who worked with a quarterback guru at Cal, and and, and also and Aaron Rodgers. He could have gone. He could have gone higher in that round. You know, and Aaron and Rodgers. Played, he could have been a Brown for all we know. Aaron Rodgers got jerked around because Brett Favre. Eh, I don't know if I'm going to retire yet. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to retire. He's still under contract. I'm not going to come to camp. I'm not going to come to camp. And then a the couple of the guys fly down to Mississippi and get him off his tractor and mm. drag his ass back to camp. And, well, I mean, it worked out know. for Aaron Rodgers. It worked out for Aaron Rodgers. Dude, good, good for him. him. Good for him. I he, mean, he had to put sat, up with some bullshit in the first couple he years. He held some clipboards, and he, like, you know, completed a bunch of passes against the second-team defense. I mean, Terry and Andrade like, did the same thing for yeah. the Steelers. Aaron Rodgers turned out fine. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers turned, turned out, out just fine. Better as a Packer than you know, he if he had been like a Bengal or a Brown or anybody else or right. like a Lion, you know, wouldn't be wouldn't have been as much fun to be Aaron Rodgers. Don't think he'd be doing State Farm commercials or dating Olivia. Well, Mark. speaking of the Browns, I th- a lot of people and I'm one of those including think they fucked up. They fucked up so bad. We talked about this last week. I specifically said, take the running back. There will be a quarterback at four. Like, the, the difference between the quarterbacks is so, such that, you So, know, the only reason that... You're going to get a good quarterback at four. They, I don't know why the Browns are so on Baker Mayfield. Everybody thinks he's a bust. Everybody thinks he's another Johnny Menzel. Everybody thinks he's a Ryan Leaf. Not a fair comparison. You know, and, and he's just an asshole. Like, and, I don't think well, he has a drug problem. Well, put it this way. Okay, I don't think he has a drug problem either, but Ryan Leaf came out we talked about this earlier too is Ryan Leaf came out and said you know looking back on it you know he's saying shit that I didn't even say mm. whenever I was coming out of college like Ryan Leaf's like when Ryan Leaf thinks that you're not that good mm. and and thinks you're a bust and he was one of the bigger busts yeah but like Jameis Winston also said a, and did a bunch of heinous shit in college. Oh, yeah, he did. And he's still in the league because he's not Ryan Leaf. True. Like, just because you're an asshole doesn't mean that you have, like, a, you know, 90% chance of flaming out of the league. 
So again, like, there's lots of assholes. Like like Ray Lewis is a Hall of Famer. He's also an asshole. An asshole. Also an asshole. Um, actually, have you ever met Ray Lewis in person? No. He's actually a really nice guy. I'm sure he is. It's a really nice I'm sure guy. he is, but like, I think that's part of his... Same with T-Sizzle. That's, same that's with part T-Sizzle. of why he's an asshole. Same with T-Sizzle. I met him at T-Sizzle. Met him in the Omni. Met him I, at the Westin last year. I I respect Suggs because he just talks shit and he doesn't like hit you over the head with the sanctimony. Like Ray Lewis will like, you know, tell you he wants to like eat your children, and then like praise God make tomorrow you, make you pray with him after the game. Right? You know what I mean? And it's just like you show me one side, don't try to show me both. You know. And it's hard for me to like a Raven, but I I think I like Suggs better than I like Ray Lewis. I do. I, and I, I'm concerned about the Ravens because I think they had a good draft. I know. And, and Cleveland had a good draft last year, but they were they still have, not a threat, and they, they have, screwed up the next year's And draft. they also lost uh, their their boy retired that was there for 12 years. Um, fuck. Who, Baltimore's guy? No, Cleveland's Cleveland. guy. Um, Joe Thomas? Joe Thomas. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. So they take Baker Mayfield number one. Saquon Barkley goes to the Giants number two. Sam Darnold goes to the Jets number three. Denzel Ward. They drafted Denzel Ward, a cornerback, out of Ohio State. He has Cleveland ties. Mm. I get it. So they draft so quarterback. I mean, they draft quarterback draft and cornerback. <laughs> so I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe Kevin Costner should have just fucking went up there and did this shit for him. Um Nah, but he's got better things to do, I'm sure. Uh, we're trying to figure out, why did they not take Saquon Barkley at number one? And if the Jets, they said the Jets, they they believe that the Jets were all over Baker Mayfield, and whether the Jets were all over Baker Mayfield or not. Mm. You know, you still could have had, you know, so the Giants would have probably taken, I don't know, who, they, who was on their board, but, I mean, he... he they fucked up. Bradley Chubb, the defensive end from NC State, went to the Broncos. Quentin Nelson, Indianapolis Colts. Josh Allen goes to the Bills, who I was the one that says Josh Allen's the best quarterback out of that. Okay. The, the, yeah, we talked about him last week. That's the, what, the Wyoming guy? Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah. And then uh, Raquan Smith goes to the Bears, linebacker. Uh, Mike uh, McGrinchy, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, goes to uh, San Francisco Niners. Josh Rosen. Uh, quarterback out of UCLA goes to Cardinals. Uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, uh, Dolphins, uh, safety. Uh, Vita Vey, defensive tackle to Bucks. Dayron Payne, Washington Redskins. Uh, Marcus Davenport to the Saints. Colton Miller, offensive tackle to Raiders. Uh, Termaine Edmonds, uh, linebacker, Virginia Tech to the Bills. Derwin James to the Chargers. Uh, Jar, uh, Jerry Alexander to the Packers. Now, this is the guy that we talked about going to the Steelers was Leighton Vander Esch. Oh, yeah. Uh, he went to the Cowboys at 19. Yeah. Uh, Frank uh, Reginald, Detroit Lions center. Billy Price. Billy Price. I know, right? <laughs> I kept seeing that. I kept seeing that on this on the ticker like all weekend. I'm like, wait, wait, he's too like, old to play Billy football. Billy Price, yeah, he's. And for you Yinzers, you should know who Billy Price yeah. is. Yeah, and uh, like Norm Nardini's starting a quarterback for the Packers next year. Joker Shaq get wide out. Joker Shaq get wide out. Rashad Evans, Donny Iris, the kicker. Uh, yeah, he's too little to do anything else. <laughs> um, DJ Moore. 
Uh, to the Carolina Panthers, Hayden Hurst to Baltimore Ravens, tight end. Uh, they need a tight end. Calvin Ridley to the Falcons, Richard Penny to the Seahawks. We talked about Terrell Edmonds going to Pittsburgh. Tevin Bryan to Jacksonville, Mike Huge's cornerback to Minnesota Vikings. Sonny Michael to the Patriots, he's a running back. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. Just, uh, is New England just collecting fucking running backs? They anymore? are, apparently. Um, so they will be useless in fantasy once again. Uh, baby uh, Malik Cleveland Browns. With, that's a, oh, that's second round. That's all right. Say, that's a lot of Browns. So my my whole thing is first of all, did you see the article like yesterday, the day before, that the Patriots apparently were interested in trading up to take Baker Mayfield? Yes. Like, what do you make of that? Is he good? Or is Belichick just like... Head games? Head games? Or like, was he like, yeah, we were interested in trading up. Like, we offered them a, a seven. For, you know what I mean? Like, they, they might have just made some lowball offer. Just, you know, just just so like the, the Browns could like, you know, oh, the Patriots want to talk to us? Oh, never mind. You know, just to troll them. I, but, mean, I mean, or, or maybe Belichick is like trying to just like, basically like pull the pin on a grenade on his way out that's highly possible like i'm gonna trade away all our picks for well some, i mean they were for some like crotch grabbing quarterback well with both well, rob gronkowski and tom brady not saying not showing up to otas and stuff that's when they were starting to ask questions yeah Are you guys still gonna play or what and brady says no i'm gonna play till 50 see if i'm the patriots like i'm i am not i am not going to sell my future to try to like plug the hole that will be left if Brady leaves. True. Like, if Brady leaves, you just have to accept that it's the end of an era and that it's time to rebuild. Like, you cannot... Like, they traded Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that was for, stupid. For, like, a bag of, like, kicking tees. <laughs> so, like, that was your chance to have, like, a continuation plan. Like, you cannot, like, go giving away the store to try to, like, get a quarterback... Who's gonna like step I mean, in I mean, and be yeah. Brady's replacement? They like, got a dra- they, nothing... they, they got draft picks and some cash. Yeah, you, that's what they got. You save your you, you need to you need to you just know, they draft made, players uh, that are gonna be consistently good for you while Brady is available. And then when Brady leaves, you've got to be ready to rebuild. They basically. And I think with I think the biggest issue with Brady like being coy about how long he's gonna play is that Belichick needs to know like. How many more years can he coach the Patriots? Because I don't think he wants to coach the Patriots after Brady after done. Brady leaves. Yeah, I mean Belichick's already jumped around a couple teams and did yeah. his own thing here and there. Yeah. Um, so enough about the NFL draft. We're gonna we're gonna talk uh, Steelers have mini camp and rookie camp and all that coming up. Um, they've already paraded some of the rookies around town, and we'll be waiting for those videos to come out like they did last year. T.J. Watt going to Mount Washington, going mm-hmm. to Manny's, and all that stuff. Um, walk so, up your bikes. So we move walk on. Up your bikes. So we move on. Uh, we retweeted. By the way, speaking of bikes, uh, bold sports. We retweeted. Juju put out there. Should I start riding? Should I ride the bike? Definitely ride the bike. Definitely ride the bike. Ride too. the bike. Man. Ride the bike. It's all about the bike. Yeah. Um, so on to some more depressing. Unless he like moved out to like Warrendale or some shit. Nah, he still lives in South. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, ride the bike. So uh, some uh, a few uh, high notes and low notes coming from the Pirates. Uh, the biggest of the low notes is they lost four straight to the Nationals, which, you know what, uh, the Nationals has just been beating up on the black and gold with double-digit run totals. 
Um, They've started batting Bryce Harper in the one spot. uh, Though it's uh, early in the season, the Bucks are now probably two games back in the division. This I I typed this up before I went to work today. Um, So now I had 1.5 games back and 17 of 14. So now they're 17 of 15. I'm probably two games back, barring any other crazy bullshit that happened. Um, Yeah, I mean. I mean, you're, they were going up against the Nats. I mean, they're just a good team this year. Um, they're always a good team, but they seem to screw up in the wrong times uh, for the Nationals. Uh, the Pirates, I, I think, you know what? I think the Pirates will, looking at it before the season, we picked numbers. And I don't know where they're at. They're written down somewhere of what the Pirates record would be and we both were under 500 after looking at it now if they keep playing the way they're playing or they lose four and then win four of six and then mm-hmm. lose four and then win four of six they'll be above 500 up, well it's gonna be a long year it's gonna it's still gonna be a long year i mean they i they'll i think the end of the season they'll end up around 500 i really hope this team uh shocks the hell out of everybody uh, and I have seen some people that were on the bandwagon of not going to games and so forth end up going to games. Yeah. Um, I, I personally still uh, do not plan on going to a game at all uh, this year. I will go buy my indie vans like Bobblehead off the guy on the bridge that collects them. Yeah. You know what I was thinking actually like, okay, so you saw that thing about the guy who like, wasn't allowed to wear his T-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. Said, it said "spend nutting, win nutting." Yeah, they they make and, them at the shop up the street. Yeah, at the Commonwealth. No, up here in Castle, up on up on Mount Lebanon. Commonwealth Press. No, 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 What's no. That? The one on the Castle Sheena Boulevard, uh, mm. at the bottom of Sunset Hills. Oh, okay. In Mount Lebanon. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Across from Stop Floor. Yes, yes, I know where you're at. Okay, so yeah, so they this guy wanted to wear a shirt that says "spend nutting, win nutting." Right. Uh, security obviously guard. making a reference to the Nuttings, the who own the Pirates. Um, and the security guard said that like that's you know like an, an inappropriate shirt, shirt. An inappropriate shirt. Like you can't wear it in there. Um, you know, and a lot a lot of people were saying like, "Hey, man, it's free speech. He should be allowed to wear what he wants." But you know what I say? Like, fuck that. You know, like these are trying times for the Pirates, and I think we need to crack down on free expression. We need to get people in line. Like I, I'm willing to volunteer. To just like kind of like beat people up who like don't don't have the same kind of like pro pirates views, um, you know. If I see an anti nutting sign at a game, I'm gonna go try to rip it in half, and like please don't film me on your phone as I struggle to rip the sign in half because it's on like too thick of a paper stock for me to rip <laughs> with my <laughs> tiny little hands. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying like you, you know you can you can you can express your opinion all you want, but like if you if you Bring your opinion to the north side, like you might get beat. I'm sorry, man. Like I'm not, I'm not putting up with these unpatriotic pirate fans anymore. You know what? I mean, I'm still a patriotic pirate fan. Yeah, I, well, I watch all the games. I, I watch as much as I can. Uh, I, I just, I'm on that. You know what? I going to the games puts money in Nutting's pocket that he doesn't spend. Yeah. Uh, so does having cable though. You're right. Mm-hmm. So does having cable. Yeah. Um, but or going skiing. I don't ski. I don't uh, ski either. I don't ski. I don't ski that way anyway. I also don't buy any newspapers that are published in West Virginia. That's true. 
I don't buy the trib. Yeah, he, I don't think he's involved in the trib. He used to, he owned it at one point. Did he? Uh, uh, he I think he still owns it. What is that? Why are the pirates always? Maybe the pirates' problem is that like everyone who's owned the pirates in recent memory has been like a newspaper publisher. You know, it's not exactly the most lucrative profession these days. <laughs> not these like, days. It sure would be nice if we could be owned by like a tech billionaire. I, I mean, like. Like, like, maybe the reason that nobody wants to spend on the pirates is because they're like, well, we can barely afford newsprint for next month. I mean, all, I mean, all of our advertisers are going away. I mean, there's a guy that's from Pittsburgh mm. that has tried to buy the pirates. Oh, Mark Cuban? And has tried to buy multiple baseball teams. And I think baseball's just from blackballing them. They and don't want to deal with him. They, yeah, I mean, they I saw... can't totally say that I blame them. And also, like, who's going to run his team when he goes and runs for president? Oh, gosh. That's true. You know? Who knows? President Lebo. So, how about uh, <laughs> other Pirates news? I don't know if this is good or bad news. We'll see how this goes out. Uh, Jean Hogan has obtained his work visa and is expected to return to the U.S. as he is reported to Pirate City uh, and will have his physicals. And will begin an expedited spring training. There is no timetable for his return to the big club, but is expected to join the Bucks at some point this season. He is on the restricted list, uh, which means he does not receive salary or service time. Uh, the MLB nor the Pirates will uh, not discipline him uh, in the future. Uh, but uh, barring a non-compliance with his treatment programs, will trigger further discipline. Okay, so he's coming back. He's coming it back. He's, like he's going to be a Pirate City. There was an ad for, like, the Pirates are looking for a Korean-speaking driver-slash-translator, which is what he needs. Like, he's... They had one. But, like, his problem, like, he got his DUIs in Korea. Right. Like, when he's here in the States, like... He doesn't drive. He, he's going to have somebody to drive him... From his house to the game to the airport. He's going to have a driver. Okay. Now, does he have to pay for that? Does the Pirates pay for that? It's probably worked out somehow. I'm sure it's worked out. And, I mean, honestly, like, if he figures out a way to make the Pirates pay for it, like, I would like him to tell his translator how the fuck he did that. I know, right? So his translator can tell the rest of us how, how the, hell the Pirates to spend money. <laughs> That's all. Right? Um, like, a lot of people are making a big deal that, like, we shouldn't be excited because he's, like, a bad person because he got, like, three DUIs. Um, I know I'm a not lot of I'm people... not defending his behavior, but, yes, like, we, we all know people who have been there and done that. And, like, you know what? Like, we don't, we don't condone their actions, but we still love the people, you know? Like, hate, hate the sin, love the sinner. Um... I'm I'm willing to be on board with Jung Ho Gung coming back to the Pirates, right? If if he can truly be a model citizen, and that includes when he goes home to Korea, like I'm not trying, I don't want to enable him, and like pay him a bunch of like American dollars and like drive him around the streets of Pittsburgh, you know, just so he can then take that money and go like, you know, plow over some pedestrians in Seoul. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, here's... like that's not what we're about. No, but like, I mean. If the government, like, says he can have his visa, then, like, let him come work. 
Yeah, you know, that's the same way I feel about any other athlete. Like, if if you are eligible to work, if you're not in jail, and, you know, you have all your work permits lined up. If you don't need permission. Then come for, do your job. If you do not need permission from your probation officer to go to away games. Yeah. It's, I mean, the Penguins had a guy like that. Mm-hmm. For Billy you know. Tibbetts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, as soon as I said how to hear, like, Billy Tibbetts, yeah. yeah. He used to have to get permission from his probation officer to go to away games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, I mean, shit, I made a few. Um, I, you know, shit, I have two DUIs. You know, uh, one was when I was 21 and one was when I was 30. Five. So, did I learn my lesson? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I live where I do for a reason. I don't have to drive, but I want to, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, you, you live in a pretty good walking area, community, and whatnot. You don't have mm-hmm. to drive if you really don't want to I either. I work from home. You work from home, but honestly, for you to go out or to... to to have a night out or so, where you don't have to drive if you don't want no, to. No, I don't. I mean, with with Lyft and, and oh yeah, and oh yeah. Now within the last five years, there's really no over, excuse for. There's no excuse for even anybody. on a rookie minimum. Yeah, like a professional baseball player can afford to take Ubers. Oh yeah, like if he wants to go out, and if if you're like making that kind of money. Well, if like, you ask Juju Smith Schuster um, at UCLA, Ubers are free for students. <laughs> I love when he said that, and Steve Smith was like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah. not true for all the students." I don't think. <laughs> Maybe for ones on the football team. I don't think all the students. That's a big school. That's a big school to just be giving out free, free Ubers. Ubers. Yeah, I mean Grove City College gives you free laptops, but like, there's like fifteen hundred students, like tops. Yeah, <laughs> and your and your tuition for your first uh, semester was also an extra fifteen hundred dollars. But well, yeah, they always find a way to get you, don't they? I know, right? <laughs> it's like, how come my uh, tuition for my first semester is twenty one thousand dollars, but for my second semester is nineteen? Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> oh, you got a brand new MacBook. Why don't you, why don't you email you your mom and complain about it on exactly. your nice new laptop? Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, so Jung Ho is coming back to Pittsburgh. Uh, not not right away. Uh, he's gonna have to. Spent, we don't know when the last time he played baseball was. I know mm-hmm. he played in the Dominican. In the, in the Dominican. But he got sent home. He got I don't know if that's. I'm not sure he was playing baseball. Uh, if they sent him home. Yeah, I mean they they, they whatever he was doing, he they he might have been it, like putting a glove on his hand and, and running out to. Yeah, they base, said they but, said they sent him home and like yeah. put his you know cut him from the team and whatnot in the winter league. I don't know what was going on there. There wasn't much talk about it. You know, the Pirates didn't talk about it. All the Pirates have more fires to put out. Yeah. Um, but and that'll be the same deal if he makes the big leagues. Yeah, they're gonna. You know, and if he and if he's not productive, it's gonna be you know, like what else? And Clint, what else can we talk about? Clint, Clint Hurdle said that you know uh, they expect him to be at the big club. But there's no timetable on his return. Uh, he's going to be in Pirate City, they said, for upwards of a month uh, for a expedited spring training and workouts and, and everything like that to get him baseball ready. Um, I personally don't think he'll be back with the team this year. No. I think he'll uh, go to Indianapolis, maybe Altoona, um, or Altoona then Indy. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't see him. Uh, making an appearance with the Pirates. If he does, it's not going to be till September. Mm. Uh, that's just all that is there. 
but you never know. I mean, it's, it's the Pirates. I mean, they've made stupider decisions. Yeah. Well, if he can play, if he can help them, you know, it sounds like the timetable that, that you've put forth just now is um, it's going to be too late for him, you know, him to help them in any real way. Yeah. So, thanks for thanks for getting my hopes up. Yeah, yeah, it's news. We got to report it and talk yeah, about okay. it. Yeah. So, so Gung might be back sometime. Yeah. I mean, and it's news. It's got to be reported. At some the Pirates point. will probably be somewhere at or below five hundred when he does come back. Yeah. And the worst thing about him coming back is that he's not a pitcher. Yes. And how about uh, other quick baseball news? Yankees Red Sox series. In London. What? Next year. What? Where? I don't know. I saw it come across ESPN. What? Yankees Red Sox series in London. That's crazy. I mean, those cricket fields are pretty fucking big. They can't do it, though. (laughs) There's no way they could. I mean, they could. They're going to have to make a baseball field in one of those crickets. They they have a baseball... Okay, they have a baseball facility. You've been to London. I've been to London. And they actually, they do have baseball in England. Um, there's actually a team called the South London Pirates. And they, they play at, at the Crystal Palace Sports Complex, which is not where the Crystal Palace soccer team plays. Um, but it is near there, and it's a big park. Um, and I don't think it seats more than, like, a couple hundred people. I mean, not that many people are going to baseball. Like, they're going to have to have some other venue. And furthermore, like... They didn't have Olympics baseball in 2012 because the London organizing committee didn't want to build baseball stadiums. Yeah. So what the hell? Like now, now it's it's not even been 10 years since the London Olympics and all of a sudden like they, they still haven't figured out what they're doing with a lot of the buildings that they did build for their Olympics and now they're going to have baseball? That's crazy. That is crazy. That, that, that kind of burns me up a little bit. Um, that and I also saw that the owner of the Jaguars has put in a bid to buy Wembley Stadium. Well, it's just worth a ridiculous amount of He's money. worth it, and it'll be, it'll be lucrative for him even if the Jags continue to only play one game a year in London. But the idea is that, like, maybe they might play two games a year in London. Maybe they might move to London altogether and just be the London Jaguars. I mean, the NFL has been playing a lot of games in London and a lot of games in Mexico City over mm-hmm. the years to put a franchise there. Um so, at this point in time, we're going to go ahead and take a break and uh, have some bits from our friends at Sorgatron Media, and we'll be back and finish up with all Penguins talk. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. And we're back. Back um, with a vengeance. Yes, with a vengeance. So, Penguins, since we recorded last, they had three games. They lost Sunday in Nashville. Or, yeah. sorry, Washington. Yes. And there was a questionable goal. It was a goal. It was a goal. Everybody 
saw it was a goal. Even Cats fans were like, wow, we got lucky. That was a goal. Everyone everyone in the hockey-watching community became familiar with the term parallax view, <laughs> which is like something to do with the angle of the puck and like the... People were basically trying to tell us that it was like an optical illusion. Pretty much. And like that wasn't even the most egregious thing that happened in that game because Tom Wilson was also suited up in that game. Tom Wilson was suited up in the previous two games. Game one, he had a uh, questionable hit. Game two, he really had a questionable hit against Dumoulin. Uh, game three, he yeah, had... Dumoulin, Dumoulin went to the room... Dumoulin went to the room... The, for the concussion, concussion testing, protocol. But he came back, and he didn't miss back. any time. Uh, he played tonight. Yeah. Uh, and he played the, He played game three also. He played game three as well. Game uh, three was when Wilson did his, like, really crazy thing. Game three was thing. when Wilson did his really crazy thing, and Ashton Reese has a broken jaw... And, and a concussion. Concussion. But it's so hard. Like, we're, we're getting so far ahead of ourselves. Like, I have to ask you, like... I can't get the answer to that on HomePod. Did I say Siri again? No. Siri thought we were talking about Siri. See, like, Siri does that all the time. Like, when I'm working and I'm doing baseball <laughs> games, like, you know, you talk, in baseball, they always talk about series. Yeah. Like, this series, that series, like, yeah, the next yeah. series. Your phone's like, like what can I help series. you with? Yeah. And, like, she'll just come on and just she'll just sit and listen. Like, sometimes she listens for, like, five minutes. Yeah. And I don't stop talking for, like, five straight minutes. Right. And she finally is just like, I, I can't do anything with this. Like, like I yeah, I, I wish there was, like, a sarcastic Siri voice where I she know. would just be like, the fuck? Because <laughs> like, she's too polite sometimes, I swear. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so Tom Wilson in Game 3 uh, had his super egregious hit. Uh, on Ashton Reese, broke his jaw, concussion protocol. There's no timetable for his return. It sucks. It's horseshit. Uh, thankfully, Wilson could still be back for Game 7. Uh, if there is one. Yeah, because it was four. Four, five, six. Four, five, a three-game suspension. Yeah. Wilson could be back for seven if there is one. Uh, the series is now at a best of three. Yeah. Uh, going to Game 5 Saturday night in... DC, coming, nice back, advantage. coming back Monday in Pittsburgh for Game 6, mm. and then Game 7 back in DC. Um, I'm not sure the all-time record on how many times they went seven games in the Caps and the Pens have together. It's, I know it's been a handful in our current span of excellent hockey with Crosby and Ovechkin. Mm. Um, I'm not sure the all-time record. I don't know. So um, I I can tell you that going into the playoffs, the Penguins were criticized for being not a good road team. Um, they they sort of put that to rest against Philly. They did. Um, they wouldn't even be in this series currently that they're in with Washington if if they just based it on their home record. Correct. Um, so. I'm not too worried about going to Washington. Like, it, I would prefer to have a three-game series with two games in Pittsburgh, but I think we can beat Washington. I think the um, just the history of the Capitals and the way their fans react to them. Like, if they don't come out and like light us up in the first ten minutes of the first period, 
like they get real quiet and they get real tense and I think that trickles down to the team um, and best case scenario is let's finish it in six but if it, if it does come to a game seven um, one early goal will just take that entire building like out of the equation so there goes your home ice advantage um, and then it comes down to just like who plays better and with the exception of I'll say today was pretty even game. The other Penguins win, like, they would not have won that game except for, like, a five-minute span in the third period. Oh, uh, game one? Yeah, game one. Like, this, this series could easily be, like, 3-1 to one right now. Oh, yeah, the Caps could easily be up 3-1 like, right they, now. They outplayed us in, like, all but four of the periods of, like, the first four games. Yeah. So, like, basically 75% of the time the Caps have been the better team. And that's translated to a 2-2 series score. Because when the Pens have been better than the Caps, they've been more productive. Uh, Murray's been shaky. Um, if we were able to, if we had been able to record on Tuesday, mm. I had a whole rant on how about that. Murray's glove hand, glove hand, and also like the, the like professional media like telling me that like I'm like not really seeing that. Like I shouldn't believe my own eyes. Murray's glove hand is Murray's suspect. glove hand is Swiss cheese. It's suspect. And it's, yeah. And, like, that was my whole, like, Penguins, like, topic that I was going to go into on Tuesday. But then Steve hits me up with, like, well, I'm going to an event. I can't record on Tuesday. <laughs> Steve himself didn't even realize. He thought it was, like, some restaurant thing. Um, yeah. But it turns out that it was actually a Pens game. Yeah. So, you know, way to actually get out in the field and, like, do the work. It was. It was. It was great. Tell um, me your analysis. Uh, my analysis of that game came down to defense. Um, yeah, defense, uh, especially that last goal with Ovechkin, mm -hmm. uh, let him skate right in. Yeah. I mean, when they see Ovechkin with the puck, they figure he's going to, you know, pass it off, and he ends up shooting. Mm-hmm. And it scores. Because Ovechkin normally scores from the top of the circle. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, from the point. Or somewhere along there. Yeah. He doesn't normally take the puck in himself and do some fancy-dancy bullshit and score. And he did. He did. Um, it felt like an overtime goal, even with, though it wasn't it, overtime. Well, yeah, because it was with a minute and it was 30 just, seconds it was left deflating. in the period. It was very It was deflating. very deflating to go ahead and take the lead with a minute and a half left. And now you got to pull Murray, and and the Pens almost put it in and tie it back mm -hmm. up. Yeah, they did. Uh, it was a it was a um, the defense was very lacking in that game. Uh, the offense didn't look as energized mm -hmm. uh, as they were. Uh, Hornquist, he was he, he, <laughs> that that Gensel to Crosby goal. Oh, that was wait so, which that, which game? Gen, tonight, the game you were at. Oh yeah, where Gensel like because they had one tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, or no, tonight was Crosby to Gensel. No, that's exactly it. Like the Gensel to Crosby was so good yeah. because it was like like Gensel's been on fire again. Gensel's been on in fire the playoffs, in the playoffs, like and he was last he's year. Sick, and it's like you know the the narrative and all the, those years that they didn't quite make it. Was always like, well, Crosby's good, but he needs someone. He needs to a finish. winger. He needs, he needs a winger. Someone that yeah. he can like, 
you know, trust to actually finish when he makes the play to them. Well, like, Gensel just, like, flipped the script and, like, became the playmaker. And, like, thank God he's got that 87 on his wing. Who's that guy? Yeah, who's that, who's that guy? Uh, I, I, I like Crosby's he, pretty good at He's, he's kind of old, but he can finish. Yeah, Sidney Crosby's pretty good. That at was really exciting. Like I, I really enjoyed that game, and if if we go on to win this series, that will probably be my favorite memory thus far of the series. Either that or T.J. Oshie like launching himself three feet in the air to fight Latang at the end of the game. What oh. a dump ass, garbage ass move that was. That was fucking ridiculous. I mean, we're scoring an empty netter down. We're scoring an empty netter. It's well, game over, okay. man. It's game well, well, over. Well, what it was is TJ Oshie did take a cheap shot on Gensel. Latang was um, going after Oshie for taking a cheap shot on Gensel. Yeah. That's what that's what Latang and, uh, and Oshie got in. And Latang went down like a ton of bricks. And Oshie got some punches in. It makes me nervous. Like It makes me nervous. Makes but, me nervous. But, but you, shouldn't, Letang, you shouldn't be punching the stroke guy in his L- head. Letang went, Letang went on Oshi because Oshi put a cheap... Oshi left his feet, mm-hmm. left the skates, airborne, into Gensel. No, he went into Letang. Gensel was like down on, on offense. I thought he hit Gensel. That's why Letang got pissed off about it. No, he hit Gensel on... Somebody hit Gensel on another play. Um, on one of the goals. Yeah, they after the goal, he ragged his head and cross-checked him into the... Yeah. Yeah, Gensel yeah. scored. And Gensel scored and he got cross-checked yeah. into the net. Yeah. But, like, on the on the last play, it, it was, like, Oshi on Latang, and then Latang like... You know, like, Oshi launched himself... Latang tried to fight him, and then they both went down, and it, it was just unfortunate that Oshi ended up on top and was able to like punch Latang in the head several times. There were there were still like fifty some seconds on the clock, but it was essentially over at that point yeah. because they got the empty netter. So, um, I mean, if something doesn't happen, like I don't know about a three gamer, but like Oshi definitely left his skates and targeted. Another player's head. Yes. Um, he, maybe he should at least get a game. He should at least get a game. Uh, I, I think the Caps are also playing more physical and playing more goon hockey. That's the only way you can beat the Penguins. Is because, yeah. because the And the Penguins don't really retaliate. Mm-hmm. Uh, goon but, hockey didn't work for the Flyers because we outscored them so much. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, oh, what was the goal tally for the Flyers Penn series? It was ridiculous. With the aggregate, like like we were talking about earlier with the, yeah. the soccer games, like if you took the aggregate scoring, like I mean they could have played that series four times and the Flyers would not have even like earned extra time. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, like except for the game that Philly won, which was still high scoring but close, like it was just very lopsided, like five six, seven goals for the Pens to, like, you know, two or one for the Flyers. Um, goon hockey works a lot better when you're playing a close game because you, you just you do something, you get away with it because the refs are historically terrible. Like, my dad's been saying, since, well, as long as I can remember, refs. as long as I can remember, my dad's been saying that the NHL is the worst officiated of the major leagues. NBA basketball. No, NBA is... Like, the rules of the NBA 
Like if you're just talking about the traveling, traveling, walking, like that's just fine. Like they just don't have, they don't call traveling, and it's consistent. Like the NHL is inconsistent, and they let people get away with like goon shit. Like in the NBA, like you don't you don't get to just like like headhunt and get away with it. Like you know in baseball, like if if you throw at a guy's head, like the benches get warned and yeah. people get ejected. Um, and if there's a fight, people get suspended. You know, in the NHL, it's like it's self-policing because the refs don't do it. Speaking of MLB, my favorite, my favorite suspension was Cole Hamels because uh, the Nats brought up Bryce Harper when mm-hmm. he was 19 years old. Oh yeah, the Nats brought up Bryce Harper when he was 19 years old. And he steps into the batter's box, and he's facing Cole Hamels. He was the first batter. They had him batting in first position in this game in, like, mid-September. And Cole Hamels just beans him square in the fucking back. I remember and that. And they take his base. Cole Hamels got the ball back, whatever. There was no warning, no nothing, whatever. After the game, media comes in and says, Cole, you hit Bryce Harper first pitch, first at bat. Um, was that intentional? He goes, fuck yeah, it was intentional. Yeah. Because they're talking about this guy's the second coming of Babe Ruth. He goes, he's 19 years old. Welcome to the bigs, kid. Yeah. He says, then it, since he admitted it, he got suspended. Now, he said, you're suspended four games. And they says, Cole, you got suspended four games for that, uh, for admitting it was intentional. He goes, how do you feel about it? He goes, I don't give a shit. I won't miss a start. Exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> Savage. A, but, the, but, the, but, okay, but that's dumb, though, because like, like that's so stupid, and I'm glad you brought that up because like we've just gotten torched by Bryce Harper um, for four straight games, right? And like he's been in the league seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's lived up to the hype, and oh yeah, like Cole Hamels didn't miss a start, which just goes to show that like he got like. Bryce Harper got beamed because of the hype that the media created. And like, then Cole Hamels got and suspended Cole Hamels four games. Got and suspended four games, and it's nothing. It means absolutely nothing for a starting he's a pitcher. pitcher. Like he doesn't even miss a start. So like that's just an example of baseball like trying to like cater to like the people who cry about how like, oh, it's too rough and it's too violent. And all they're doing is throwing baseballs at each other. <laughs> In hockey, you've got people launching their bodies and shoulders at other people's heads. And yeah. getting away with it. Okay. Like, you hit a guy in the back to say, like, welcome to the big leagues, Junior. Yeah. And then you admit that that's what you were doing, and you get suspended. <laughs> and then, like, in hockey, yeah. you give a guy a concussion and laugh about it. Yeah. And they're like, well, we need to see more tape. Yeah. Break give me his, a break. Break his jaw. Give me a break. He didn't even get a five-minute major. He didn't even get a, a ten-minute major. I, and that's I, what really, and that's what know, really kills it. And here's here's where like they need to go. They, they should have called that shit on the ice. You give a fucking ten minute major. The Penguins have a, a, a ten minute power play. Yeah, right. That, I don't know it, when the last it time it, it doesn't alter every other game subsequent to the, the to the foul, but it does it, it significantly it alter the current game. The game where the foul. I don't know place. when the last time I saw a ten minute major called. Yeah, I've seen five minute majors. They used to call it for like extreme goonery yeah. back in the like, yeah, back in the like Craig Simpson era, you Bobby know? Clark and <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, I wasn't around for that. But Neither was I. Like I'm I, saying, I, in yeah. the '80s when when you had like what's his face, like Dave Semenko. 
Oh, you and who's the guy they made the fucking... Uh, Probert? No, they made the uh, uh, Knuckles Niles. Nielsen. Oh, Nielsen. yeah. Nielsen. Yeah. Niles, Niles. He played for Toronto, or he played for the Canadians, he played for Boston. And they made the the Netflix the Netflix um, documentary called Goon. I'll look it up. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, and I asked, uh, yeah, I'll name drop right now because I wait on the guy all the time and I see him all the time. Is Jay Caulfield? And I oh. asked him if he's ever had to go up against uh, Knuckles. I think it's Niles, Niles, Nielsen, somewhere around there. And he's like, yeah, because I went up against him. He goes, it was a fucking beast, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean. Jay Caulfield's an awesome dude. You see him out and about. I mean, there's... And, and Jay Caulfield was on the Penguins for, for one reason. Mm. Protect Lemieux. Mm. <laughs> Although, like, I wouldn't... Like, Jay was not, like, a fighter. Uh, I mean, he, he he would fight. Like, he was more, like... He would like, fight when he had to. The, like, there's, like... There's different approaches to protecting your stars in hockey. And a lot of them go out the window in the playoffs because nobody wants to take a five-minute fighting major um, unless they're, like, not good enough to, like, skate and stick well, handle. And then in the playoffs, like, those kind of players should not be dressed, you know? Like, you, you, you would dress a guy in a regular season game if you had bad blood with the team because you want him to fight. But, like, you can't waste a helmet on somebody who's only there to fight. Well, because you need to be able to roll four lines. One of the reasons why Ryan Reeves is with the Penguins still, and he got traded to Vegas. Yeah, and once they traded him, like the the biggest enforcers that we now have are Jamie Alexiak and apparently Chris Letang. Apparently, Malk is not afraid to throw down. Malk is not afraid to throw down. Well, I just he might, he might be in the box for like a dumb slashing penalty. Well, I just conversate uh, exactly. I had a conversation with people uh, at the bar night while I was working, and they were drinking and enjoying the Pens game, is that there was a period of time where the Penguins did employ some of the seedier guys in the NHL. Mm. Billy Tibbetts. Yeah. Matthew Barnaby. Mm. Martin McSorley. Yeah. Uh, Ty and Barnaby, and Barnaby said that, that, that the, um, the hit was fine. Bar- Barnaby didn't have a problem. With the hit on Zach Aston Reese, well, like Bar- it's Barnaby from was, Matthew Barnaby. I know it's like right, like you would expect Matthew Barnaby to like feel that way, but you would also maybe hope that he would be like a little more pro Penguin since he did play for us for a minute. Yeah, you know, and I I just remember when uh, that year that we had Barnaby and and Herb Brooks was our coach. Uh, yeah, you remember when? Yeah. You remember when someone in the in like the post game press conference the, like suggested to Herb Brooks that Matthew Barnaby was embellishing, <laughs> like some like like someone retaliated someone exact. retaliated against Barnaby for some goon shit that he did, and he like, you know, was hurt, legitimately hurt, and there was a penalty. And, like, the other team was pissed because they were like, oh, he's flopping, oh, he's diving, oh, he's embellishing. And somebody asked Herb Brooks to, like, comment on that. And it wasn't even in, like, it wasn't at, like, the, like, podium, like, where they have the press conference. It was, like, in the tunnel, like, outside of the locker room. And I've never heard the word horse shit more times on broadcast cable, like, than Herb Brooks. Like, he thought that was just the dumbest question. Like, to even accuse Matthew Barnaby of, like, faking 
being hurt. Yeah. Cause but at the same time, like, you're the goon on the team, so you know how to play the game. Right. And sometimes, like, it behooves you to fight, and sometimes it behooves you to pretend yeah. but, that you I mean, hurt. But there was that period of time that the Penguins did employ some of the not, uh, you know, correct players in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, we had Robitaille, mm-hmm. who was a great scorer and awesome, and we also had McSorley with him. Yeah. We had Ty Domi for a minute. It was not too long ago, we was it? Ty Domi? Yeah, we did. What? For like a hot second. Man. He was a trade deadline guy. Really? Yeah, he was a trade deadline guy. Um, was it before he was like Ty Domi? Like... No, it was while well, he was like Ty Domi before he got kicked out of the league. Okay, so like on like the downswing of yeah, his career? Yeah, it was the downswing of his okay. career. He was a trade deadline guy. Um, I, I want to say Eddie Olchek was the head coach. Oh, if that God. makes any okay. sense. Yeah, like I was, yeah. <laughs> I had that was my before, priorities that was before the Olchek era. That, that, was the, that was the year before the lockout. Yeah, that's like and earn, us still, a, earn us a Crosby. And I, and I still... Go out there and tank us a Crosby. And, and I still believe that Eddie Olchek was hired because he's friends with Lemieux. And Lemieux's like, uh, we'll bring you on as head coach, and that way you won't lose any money while we're off for mm-hmm. a year. Um, maybe I can come back and play. You know, and maybe I can come back and play. Exactly. Um, but here and there, that's nobody can confirm or deny any of that. Um, but uh, next time you talk to Jay Caulfield, maybe like uh, I don't work where I used to, so I don't uh, see him as much. I don't, I don't see him at all, really, mm-hmm. unless I see him out. I know where he's at on Thursday nights. Um, so, <laughs> unfortunately, that bar's closed. Oh, but well, it's, it's late now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he. Uh, but but no, I, the era of the goon is almost gone. But there's some guys that want to bring it back. Yeah, fighting's going because like, because the concussions. Yeah. You know. Um, you can't you can't pay people to like go out and tell them that their job is to like get concussions to just like police a game that the refs are unable to police. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you blow your whistle as a referee, like you don't get head trauma. But if like a player on a team comes out and has to like enforce like the protection of his teammates, you know, cuz the ref isn't going to do it, then yeah, like, you're, you're going to take some injuries. And, like, that's why the fighting is going out. But you, you've still got these, like... And, like, Oshie's a skilled player. He you is. Know? And he, he, you, oh, can't, you, can't, you can't say Oshie doesn't deserve to be on a playoff well, well, roster. Well, okay. He's uh, good uh, enough to be on a playoff Oshie, roster. Oshie got his fame as a player in the Olympics for yeah, the U.S. For taking, like, 50 penalty shots in one game. Yeah, like they they kept you because in the international rules they you can just they keep running the same player keep, keep out there, running the same player the whole time. Exactly, that's where he got his his fame. Uh, and then at the time he was playing for the St. Louis I Blues. Think. Yeah, and now, and now he's in Washington. Like I hate Washington. You know they build their team around Ovechkin, who's been there forever. But they they bring guys in. And, well, what's funny is I was also talking to people at the bar tonight while I was serving them beverages. Like, Ovechkin looks old. How long has he been in the league? I'm like, he got drafted the same year as Malkin, but they, mm-hmm. but him and Malkin, a lot of people don't remember, Malkin was drafted before Crosby. Ovechkin yeah. was drafted before Crosby, but it took a whole year mm-hmm. 
for their visas and everything else and their playing contract and their time with the Russian team to allow them to come to the U.S. Yeah. So Crosby and Malkin started the same year. Ovechkin started the same year. That was 05? Four? Four? Okay, Crosby, Crosby's 30. He was 18 when he started, so it's subtract 12. So that's whenever... 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Subtract 12 from where we're at now. Yeah, like January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's so it was call it five. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, five to like get the teams together. You know, Flurry was drafted in three. Mm -hmm. Malkin was four. Crosby was five. That's a good. That's a good run of draft picks. So I mean, and then Ovechkin was drafted in four, Mm -hmm. but him and Malkin didn't start because of their uh, their uh, commitment to the KHL and so forth. For the following year. Commitment with a K. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, they these guys all came in and lead together, and now they're 30, which 30 for hockey is not... Not that old. Not that old. I mean, they're on the downside of their career, but I actually think a lot... They're in the center of their prime. Mm. I think the downside of their career is going to start about three years. You know, it's not like football where you're... Your your upside of your career is you know the peak of your career is at twenty seven to thirty and then thirty it starts to downside yeah and then you have those random obscure players that you know at 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 forty still produce mm-hmm. Brett Favre Jerry Rice Tom Brady you know stuff like that guys like that I mean those are only three I Bartolo Cologne Bartolo Cologne is what one hundred and five <laughs> pitching at you know, 95 mile an hour fastballs. Yeah. Cy Young winner. Cy Young winner. Hits home runs too. Occasionally. You know, but um, he's back in the American League so he doesn't have to bat oh, anymore. That's too bad. Um, but yeah. Thank God for interleague. <laughs> that is true. For Toro Cologne, we'll get the hold of bat at some point this year. Uh, but I'm no. here for it. So we have this weekend coming up. Uh... Pens game Saturday. Pens game Saturday. Hopefully you guys hear this shit Friday. Yeah. At some point, if not early Saturday morning, uh, when we get it edited and sent out. Games at 7 Saturday, so you Games got plenty of time Saturday. to listen to our show. You got plenty of time to listen to our show. You yeah. got plenty of time to watch some baseball. You got plenty of time to watch the Derby. Uh, there's the Riverhounds. Riverhounds are at like 6, I think, on six, Saturday. And that's in Rochester. Yes. That's in Rochester, that'll, New York. That'll be on uh, CW, CW, and if not CW, ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+. Plus. Um, you have... Pirates are ongoing. Ongoing. Basically, every day there's a Pirates game. Every day there's a Pirate game, except for this random few. Today was an afternoon game. It's a getaway day, but I don't yeah. know. They get away, it. yeah. Get away from me. Yeah. Get, get, get away from yeah, the Nationals. We're glad the National Series is over. Sad that we didn't get to make it down there, but, you know, they sprung it on us early this year, so... Yeah, well... You know, hopefully next year they'll play them in, like, July, and we can go enjoy that famous D.C. humidity. Ooh. Gotta love that Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get an Orioles series. You know, Cincinnati, they got some good breweries. That'd be, that'd be a good, nice nice trip, actually. And Cincinnati's, you know, a shitty team this year, so... Yeah, they're, they're like, historically the worst in, like, 100 years. Uh, for the Reds like they've had the worst this has been the worst opening month in the last they have seven years. wins yeah 
As of they this haven't afternoon, been that bad. They, they haven't have seven been that wins. bad since like nineteen eighteen. Yeah, as yeah. of this afternoon, they had seven wins. Um, I don't know if they won or lost tonight, but here nor there. It could be worse, Pirates fans. It could be worse. All right, folks. You have a wonderful week. Enjoy it. Have a great sports week. Let us know. Let's go Pens. Let's go Pens. We, Let's go Buckos. We need a Saturday win, and then we gotta clinch it on Monday. Yes, that'd be nice to come back. And to the Pittsburgh. next time you hear from us, like, hopefully we're not gearing up for a game seven. Uh, yeah. Because that's gonna be hard. Because the game seven will probably have happened by the time you all hear this. this. Yeah. So for the for the sake of continuity, let's go Pens. Let's let's win the next two pens. games. Enjoy, folks. Have a good sports week. We'll talk to y'all soon. Hey, Ians. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com.